Welcome to the Begin Again with Henna podcast. You're not meant to do life alone, so let's hang out and candidly talk mental health, self-kindness, TV shows, lifestyle, and whatever else is on your mind. Life is a team sport, and every day is a new opportunity to begin again. Hey guys, what is up? I'm currently sitting on my bed recording this episode. I have the window open because it is just so hot. So if you hear a ton of background noises, please disregard. It is just my open window keeping me cool. (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's just jump right into it. So This week, I bought myself a physical journal again after so long. It's so cute. It has birds on it. It's one of those decomposition books. I used to journal regularly and religiously, but, you know, I maybe have like 15 or 20 bound journals that I filled ever since I was a teenager. But about a year ago, I switched to journaling on my laptop for a while because I just couldn't bring myself to journal in my physical journal. I was just, oh, I just was having such a hard time. And I was so overstimulated that my brain just felt like it was moving way too fast for my hand to write on the paper. And it would just feel too overwhelming to try to do that. I would just maybe do it once a month or something. So in order to get myself to journal more frequently, I downloaded this app on my Mac called Mini Diary. I really recommend it for beginner journalers or whoever wants to get into journaling but can't bring themselves to get a physical journal yet because I know it can just cramp up your hand and stuff sometimes. But it's wonderful because it automatically saves all of my uh, journal diaries each day that I write them. So, but I find now that Physical journaling is wonderful for me because it helps my brain slow down. Your brain is not meant to be overstimulated all the time. It's good to slow down. I feel so much more at peace when I'm writing in this journal. Plus, I can doodle and create artwork and you really create a storybook that is yours. Plus, you get to look back on old journal entries and read where you were at mentally at a certain point in your life and it's so humbling and very cool to see your growth as years go by. So I really recommend journaling to those that are, uh, I almost said compensating that for those that are contemplating it. And you know what? I find that when I journal consistently, my thoughts are just so much more organized and I stutter less when I speak because I've just flushed down all of the clutter in my mind by spilling it all on the page and I'm able to work out my thoughts and form deeper opinions about different concepts. So that's also part of the reason why I wanted to start physical journaling again so that I can stay consistent with it because I would like to improve my diction and my the flow of conversation <laughs> that I have with other people. So the other day, I left my Apple Pencil at home and... I was on campus and usually when I go on campus, I will stay all day until I finish my homework. So I don't go back home until around 8 or 9 p.m. And my Apple Pencil is what I used to take notes on my iPad with. It's my whole 
study tool. So I had to go to the bookstore and buy myself a physical journal and some pens. And then that's also where I got my, I said physical journal, I'm sorry, physical notebook for my schoolwork. And then I also bought the journal for myself, for my own personal journaling. But I found that when I was using the physical notebook to do my homework problems and take notes and lecture, I was so much more engaged and I had more mental stamina to complete like my physics problems and I felt excited about the material I was learning. I have no idea if it's because of the change in tactile scenery, I guess you could say, but I'm going to try it for the next week to see how much of a difference it makes in my performance, but Maybe it's because, see, even when I was in lecture, I would doodle on my notebook and there's something so different about being able to physically touch and turn the pages of a notebook to see the work that you've done and the weight of the ink on each page that you have added yourself and created. I don't know. But see, I got this cover on my iPad that is supposed to make the screen texture feel like paper so that when I'm writing, I still have a similar feeling but you know it's just not the same but the reason why I love my iPad or taking notes on my iPad is because it reduces so much clutter and I don't have to carry around like five notebooks to school for each class so I really love journaling on I'm saying journaling taking notes on my iPad because it is so convenient I can put all my textbooks and notebooks there but um there's just some things you can't change. I hate to admit it, but I really love using a physical notebook. So yeah, again, I'm just going to try it for the next week. I want to switch to talking about psychology-based study tips because I myself am a psych major and I'm also pre-dental, so I'm kind of a double major, but I've tried these tips myself and found that they work well. So number one is don't keep studying in the same location all the time because if you study in one location all the time, say for example, it's your room or something, and then you go and take an exam in a classroom, you won't perform as well on the exam as you would have taking it in the same location that you studied for in it. So you should try to change your study location frequently. And the pattern that I found in psychology-based study tips really is that your brain likes familiarity and you want to create familiar things within your environment and surrounding when you're studying and taking an exam. So for example, if you chew a specific type of gum while studying, like let's say trident mint gum, if you chew the same gum during your exam, it will boost your recall because it gives you confidence in the familiarity and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this feeling, this stimulus, so I got this. And same thing goes with, say for example, you study with a candle, you got to take advantage of your five senses. So yeah, I really recommend doing that. I find that when I do that, it definitely works. Number two is space repetition is the best when learning because you're practicing your active recall. And as you keep allowing yourself to recall whatever you want to learn frequently, your recall time will drastically improve, which helps you master the subject that you're learning. See, sometimes I just want to do all of my homework in one day so that I don't have to worry about it for like the whole rest of the week. But really, it's better if I split that up into 
Number three is this is a new tip that I've learned because right now I'm taking this psychology of memory class, which is really interesting. But I learned that the reason why we feel like we can easily forget things sometimes, say for example, someone's name, is because we don't fully pay attention when we're absorbing the information that we want to learn. So it's not that you have a bad memory. It's that there's other stimulus that distracts you from fully retaining the information. Now, I should just say that I struggle to remember people's names all the time, but that's also why I really want to get back into the practice of journaling frequently so that I can calm the clutter and overthinking in my mind to soon be able to remember and recall people's names with ease. So to follow this, another tip while studying is to not listen to music while you're studying because, well, this isn't the case for all subjects because I used to listen to study house music all the time to keep myself awake and focused when I'm studying, and I still do sometimes. But for example, you shouldn't listen to music with words while you're reading because it just takes away from your full focus. Like it's just not the stimulus that you need. But I've been studying without music lately. And oh, wait, I hear this truck outside. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Do, 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 do. Okay, back to our scheduled programming. Let's keep going. So, yeah, I've been studying without music lately, and I find that it helps a lot. I use these earplugs called Loop to help drown out external noise so that I can concentrate. And I was put on to using earplugs because one time I took an exam and they offered earplugs to the students. And I was like, okay, I will do that. And when I use the earplugs, I felt so much more relaxed. Usually I will feel anxious during exams, but this time I really felt much more relaxed and focused and like I did so much better on that exam than I would have if I didn't use the earplugs. So yeah, I really recommend it. Again, the earplugs that I use are called loop earplugs. They have different kinds of earplugs. The ones that I have are like the sleeping ones, which blocks out the full sound, but they have experience earplugs where you can still hear people's conversations and interact with society while wearing these uh, earplugs. So I recommend checking them out. I mean, I'm not sponsored by them because, oh no, we started my Hulu. Sorry. <laughs> I was watching regular show. I recently started it. Uh, yesterday and it's so funny I mean I've always just watched episodes here and there and it's so funny oh my god the one character who I don't know his name but he's all green and he always has this little high five ghost going around with him sometimes and his catchphrase is just like you know who else likes blah 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 mom mom (laughs) it's so funny for some reason oh my god I'm just 10 years old and <laughs> oh my god I don't know why I think it's so funny but I love that dude he's always like mom mom <laughs> okay <laughs> okay 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 let's focus moving on so this week I saw Jeanette McCurdy speak which was so amazing I had to wait in the sun for like two hours just to get inside so that I could see her But 
I really look up to her. She's definitely one of my role models. If you haven't read her book yet, I highly recommend that you do. It's called I'm Glad My Mom Died. Very grabby title, but it's so worth the read. It's just so vulnerable and honest and in some ways relatable. I mean, not the extremities of what she went through, but the general feeling you know, the human experience, she's a human being. Sometimes we can very easily forget that celebrities are people too. And they're not just these robots that have been created for us to form nitpicky opinions on every single thing that they do just because they're in the spotlight. But there's a few things that she shared that stuck with me and that I would like to share. One of them is that she said she found this while like scrolling through an Instagram discover page, which is so funny because I find a lot of quotes that I like that way too. But she said, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And to that, I completely agree because you just do not want to waste your time doing things that you don't really want to do because then it just becomes a people-pleasing habit and you live your life to please other people and you do not have time for that. Life is so short and it's so easy for us to take it for granted sometimes, but it's just not worth wasting your time over because you should spend as much time as you can being true to yourself and finding your own happiness and finding peace and calm through the whirlwind that is life. (laughs) Also, seeing her speak so sharply and thoughtfully is also what inspired me to get out like a physical journal and practice that again. Because again, when I did it consistently, I felt like I could respond things. I could respond to things more thoughtfully as she did. So she really has inspired me to get back to it. She talked a lot about what she's learned in therapy and how she journals and etc. So it shows how much intentional self-work can pay off. And, you know, recently I started this podcast and posting on TikTok and Instagram and starting my own music thing. I don't know how long it will take for me to start generating some kind of income that will give me financial freedom and the independence that I have long dreamed for uh, in my life. But a quote that she said, or her own words, which is now a quote, so a quote from her, is that struggle, it's better to struggle in fulfillment rather than succeed in something that you don't like. And to that, I agree wholeheartedly because, you know, sometimes people can say, well, why don't you do this thing? You're so good at it. You're you're so good at it. You're so good at it. But just because you're good at it doesn't mean that you should do it because if you don't like it, then it's not worth your time. It's just not. I mean, even singing, I was, you know, whenever I have my depressive episodes, I just for a long time did not want to sing anymore for a long time. And so many people were like, I mean, because before I used to perform all all of the time at events and stuff. I was really on top of my game one time. I mean, I worked with Nickelodeon one time for this Nick Jr. show to produce a demo track for the show called Sunny Days. But anyway, I was so into it for so long and then I stopped because I just didn't find an interest in it anymore. I mean, you know, that happens when you're depressed. You just lose interest in things that you used to enjoy. And everybody kept telling me to like get back into it and get 
keep doing it. And even when I would try, I would not feel good about it because I was not ready to do that. I just didn't want to. And thankfully, I'm in a place now where when I do it, I find fulfillment in it and it comes easy and naturally to me again. But that's because I gave myself time to not do it and give myself space to just do nothing and heal. (sighs) Yeah. Jeanette McCurdy also said that you can do anything if you set your mind to it, to which I also agree. Hearing her speak, just I felt like she was saying all the things that I needed to hear and it's inspiring me to keep myself consistent because I find that I've always struggled with consistency, but only recently in my life have I found success in doing things consistently because I try not to put so much pressure on myself to do things, say for example, like even going to the gym. Now I'll just go twice a week. This week I didn't go, but for a long time I wasn't going at all. And even a longer time before that, I was like such a fitness junkie. I really am so different to 2020 Hannah. I mean, a lot of the times I look back and I felt like I just could not recognize her and I was shocked that I even that it was even me because I used to run like four miles a day. I literally used to wake up at like 5 a.m. and meditate and then go on a four four mile run all before work. And I'm just like, I cannot do that now. I was just in such a different place. Um, my life just really feels like a roller coaster of emotions sometimes. But I find that because I just let myself do nothing that I have made my way into creating the habit of consistency consistency slowly because I start with baby steps. I mean, slow and steady wins the race, you know what I mean? Because I find that even if you, say for example, have a goal that you want to achieve, if you just all of a sudden the next day jump into doing 10 extra things that you never started doing before because it's what you wanted to do, yeah, you will find that you will much quickly stop doing all of those things all at once because you didn't pace yourself. And I see, I've seen that happen a lot with myself and with my own friends, especially with this leadership program that I did for a long time. But when I have allowed myself to move slowly and listen to my body and what it needs and my mental state and move with my own intuition, that's a much stronger foundation to build your goals upon and the life that you want to live. If I have anything to say about consistency, it's that. But, you know, another part of consistency is that, (laughs) see, my last episode that I recorded, I would listen to it back sometimes and be like, oh, yeah, like, this is all right. And then Other times I listen back to it and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so cringy. I just want to delete this whole thing and not post it. But I mean, I'm telling myself to just get over it and post it anyway because that's a part of the journey. That's a part of consistency. That's how you learn. I, my success is measured by my failures and how many times I failed because only when you fail can you gain wisdom. There's many more life lessons and values that present itself to you when you fail because then you learn what not to do, what to do 
I don't, let me start over. Because then you learn what not to do and how to get better. You have, you even have more experience to relate to people and to give other people a reason to start and keep going. Because oftentimes we feel like, you know, sometimes when we feel an emotion, we can just be like, oh my God, I'm the only one ever feeling this way and I'm so alone. But it's just simply not true. Even statistically, it just makes no sense that if you're feeling a certain kind of way and to feel like you're completely alone in that emotion, there has, earth has existed, earth and humanity by itself has existed for way too long for other human beings uh, to not have felt exactly what you're going through. So when you share your experience and your wisdom and your voice, it reminds other people that there is so much beauty in imperfection because the way of the universe by itself is imperfection. I just had to Google this because I was on a train of thought here, but did you know that literally per generation, there are 64 new new oh my God, I can't even say it, mutations that are created and are passed on because each full generation involves a certain number of cell divisions to generate gametes, but whatever. I just Googled that. That's not the point. But to say that mutation is literally the basis of evolution and how we have been able to survive for so long. I mean, that's literally what creates natural selection is if you were to put imperfection in terms of mutation because, you know, sometimes mutations can be harmful, but many times they just switch things for the better to increase your survival rate. But again, I say that to say that imperfection is the way of the universe. That's how that's how we evolve. Change is constant. You know, only when we resist the change do we find so much confusion and pain. So embrace change is what I'm trying to say. Let's end this episode with a question that I received on Instagram from Michael. And he asks, what team do you think will make it to the NBA finals? And you know what? I gotta be real honest and just say that I do not watch or follow sports at all. I was raised in a very Indian household by watching Indian soap operas and Bollywood movies all the time. I mean, in my lifetime, I've only been to one major league baseball game and that was the Dodgers. It was so fun and cool. I mean, I felt like I was in the movies when I went. It was such a new experience for me, but I don't have any credible or insightful opinion on this because I am just not cool enough to follow sports. So I'm so sorry. But you know what? I did play soccer in high school. I was on the JV team. What up? Represent. But that's about it with my experience in sports. Thank you so much for joining me today in in our second episode. Woo woo. We're keeping it going. Let's hope there's a third. I mean, I'm definitely going to make sure there's a third, but I'm so proud of myself for keeping this going. And I am so proud of you for being here because you care about yourself enough to provide yourself a space to be safe and work on yourself and grow and find comfort in teamwork. I mean, not teamwork. Is that the thing? In community. We're building a community here 
we are all in this together. We are choosing ourselves every day and finding new ways to begin again when everything feels like it's collapsing around us. So I love you so much. Thank you for being here. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.